Welcome to the Puppy Pull Podcast with your host, Gary, Chuck, Just Brian, and Papa Brian. On episode 32, we talk about Play This, Not That, part two. So grab a brew, join us at the pub, and let's talk board games. Hey guys, welcome back to the, uh, well, yeah, to the virtual table, right? Now, you know, so uh, yeah, we're, we're still doing things virtually, but uh, it's still good to see y'all's faces. I guess we'll jump right in with, as we always do with a brew talk. Um, I'm, I'm going to say I'm actually, uh, for the first time, I'm, I'm, I'm completely beardless. Uh, I have, um, man, uh, yeah, beardless, beardless. Uh, not, not beardless. No, I haven't, I haven't gone that far. Hey now, uh, no, I, uh, I actually just, uh, I'm drinking a, a cinnamon tea with a little honey, uh, a la, oh, <laughs> Chuck just showed me he has a, a shirt that, uh, is beard, B-E-E-R apostrophe D, correct? Yeah, that's a uh, pretty sweet shirt, <laughs> Chuck. Uh, beard. We, uh, <laughs> oh man, I love that shirt. Um, I'm pretty sure the beard on the shirt was made yeah, out of hops. That's what it looked like. It was, it was yes. A, yeah. Okay. It was a, it was a hop, beard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I just, I was, man, I'll tell you what, just every once in a while, uh, uh, tea or something, a little, little change of pace sounds good. And so I went ahead and, uh, and jumped on the, uh, the proper brown bandwagon there. So that's what I've got. What about you guys? <laughs> I wish I could say I, I was on that same bandwagon today, but I, I, I'm with you actually. I'm beerless too. I have, a Topo Chico. It's what I had in the fridge. So that's what I pulled out. Just something to something nice and cool to drink. I pulled something out of the fridge too, but it's all, it's a founder's blushing monk. It is a raspberry. Is good? <laughs> like it's uh it's, it's pretty delicious. It's, it's I like how Shuck just goes. I like how Shuck just goes. I have a founder's. I just pulled out of the fridge. Oh no. This is just something yeah. I had in the closet. Like it's so not between a big deal. The, the beard shirt and the the founders beards. <laughs> founders. Founders he's, is he's always beard flexing good. over here, man. So yeah, beard. He is, and he makes and he pulls yeah. it off like whatever. Yeah. It's just something I had <laughs> laying around. What about you, just Brian? Uh, I picked up uh, Shiner's Weiss and Easy. Uh, I I feel stupid always having Blue Moon, so I was like, <laughs> hey, I'll get a different weiss beer and shiners this i just saw this weiss and easy and i thought this was going to be a, a wheat beer like what what i'm used to it's not it's a berry beer they like added some uh dewberries in there so i'm having something i don't normally yeah it's kind of it's not my my normal go-to i feel like i'm drinking juice but hey there you go white weiss I'm, I'm and there, easy i'm there with you <laughs> yeah both of you have some more fruity today uh, which is which is not well. Chuck, you get a lot of uh, a lot of the IPAs with fruity stuff, but that's also an IPA. So I mean, it's it's like hops like crazy, right? So um, yeah, th- well, this is a um, Belgian style oh, ale. It's just it's got a lot of yeah, gotta love the Belgian. It. Uh, it's it's very very I love the Belgian ales. What what have you guys been playing? Have you have you been playing anything? Have you guys been able to get anything to the table? Yes. Oh, what you been playing? Yeah, right. Um, I learned a few new games. Uh, an old, I think it's an older game. I didn't check the date on it, but I learned Kahuna recently, two-player. Cool. Uh, kind of uh, area control game. Really liked it. Had some really interesting, um, I don't know, ch- two-player strategy moves to it on how you, you draft your cards, how you play. So basically, you got this this island that you're just you're, you're trying to control the the um, – well, the islands, I should say, with your disc, and they're they're bridged together. That you you bridge with uh, kind of uh, Catan road pieces, 
And whenever you get a majority of road pieces connecting to a particular island, you get you take control of that island. And uh, and then of course your opponent can destroy some of those bridges. And so so you kind of have this spider web at some point. Of course, a bridge that links one island to another is kind of kind of puts you in the the running for both of those islands. So you can kind of see how okay the uh, how your multiple plays play into one another. And if you play it correctly, will will kind of engine build or, or kind of uh, build that base for you. Uh, I did not play it correctly. Ned was uh, knew exactly how to roll me <laughs> and he rolled me rather ruthlessly. Um, and it, but it was really fun. And you know, guys, I'm a sucker for, for two players, strategy, abstracting type games. And this one had some area control in it, had some card drafting, like how can you go wrong? So. Ah, sounds like a, man, sounds like a nice recipe for a good game. Uh, what about you, proper Brian? Well, as per the normal, it's been games with my kids, which is actually a, a you know a wonderful thing. So, uh, and it's I think this is a game I don't think I've mentioned it here, but it's um, it's called Monza, and it's a it's a racing game uh, for little kids. And if you want to introduce your kids uh, to games like Formula Formula Day or uh, I'm trying to I, I'm blanking on some of the ones we've played recently. Um, oh, like uh, like. Rallyman like Falam Rouge, um, Rallyman GT, like like games like that. If you want to introduce them to that, those concepts, uh, Monza is a really great game uh, by Haba. Uh, the way it works, uh, you have uh, your little cars and the, you have your track and it's broken up into spaces, kind of like uh, a lot of those other racing games. And you have six uh, dice and on your turn, you roll the dice and on all the sides, there's you know, different colors and the spaces on the board are all different colors. And so the, the choices are, uh, you, you have to choose like the order in which you play your dice basically to move your car. Um, so it's really simple for those, for those little kids. Uh, but, uh, it also teaches them the importance of choosing the right thing in the right order, you know? Yeah. So you don't have any, like, there's no gear shifting. There's no, you know, advanced stuff like some of those other games. So if you're wanting to introduce your kids, your little kids to some of those racing style games, Monza by Haba is a, is a really great game to do that. Nice. Well, Chuck, I do like racing yeah, games. I've realized recently, like I like racing games more than I thought. Chuck, you been playing anything? Um, Just my Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that still counts. Yeah. So uh, out of curiosity, what have you been playing on there? The uh, so they had a sale on DC games, and I bought uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Batman Arkham Knight for 10 bucks, and uh, so I'm like about 15 20 percent through that game already. Oh man, (laughs) oh, down the rabbit hole is what you mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's it's a new, a new thing for me. I don't, I haven't played a like an art, what's I don't know, is it an RPG? It's, it's, I don't know what it's story driven. Story yeah. driven. It's like a sand, sandbox, sandbox open. Yeah, world I haven't played thing. one of those in a very long time. So, you know, ten dollars yeah. was a good price. Hey, for for the amount of enjoyment you're gonna get out of that game, uh, I would say so. I've I'm like um, proper Brian. I've mainly been playing quite a bit with my kids, um, and I've, I've I feel uh, like my gaming cup runneth over though because like I've, I've had some pretty cool experiences. I know we've talked, you know, we've talked before that you know as far as like kind of our, our kids range in ages but mine are mine are older are getting older and so i can play some pretty cool games with them my oldest daughter she's 15 now and she really enjoys a pathfinder adventure card game and i think 
I think I'm looking. I've got my app open. I think I've played five games in the past two weeks. And wow. so she really got into There's one Saturday, last Saturday. We did almost nothing. And uh, I don't know, maybe it's not last Saturday, two Saturday two Saturdays ago. But regardless, um, we basically uh, we, we played a game in the morning. Um, then we played a, a game in the afternoon. We said, hey, that, that mission was so quick. Let's do another one. And I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, um, you know, we don't always play, but when, when we do, she really gets into a game. Talk about like a story-driven game. Uh, man, that game, it, it manages to do a whole lot with cards and there's some really, really cool mechanics. Um, it's, it's neat because I've, I've, we're on our second, what's called an adventure path. You get the core box and it's kind of what they do with like time stories, right? You buy the core box, gives you all the, the main cards you need, all the, all the things that kind of drive the game. And then once you're done with that, which that one's about three adventures long in this little booklet, then we bought an expansion. I, I've had it sitting for four or five months, um, may, probably longer than that. So we finally tore into it. And uh, man, I'll tell you, there's a lot of content in there. It looks like in that second, um, the, the second adventure path, there's probably uh, six adventures. So double the content we had in the core box already. And uh, man, it's just pretty neat. They managed to, because everything's card driven, characters, even though they're using the same mechanics, like so she's got a wizard who can't remember spells. So normally um, you would think like, okay, there's a, there's a mechanic in the game where when you play a spell, if you're proficient in that skill of the spell, which is going to be arcane or divine, you can roll a die and potentially get it back. Well, she can't do that. But at the end of every turn, I guess thematically her character is using scrolls, right? So he can choose to take one card from the discard, put it back in his deck. So even though he can't remember spells, there's still like a mechanic. So he's different than other magic, magic users. And I've got a dude that's kind of a little bit of like a barbarian bard. And um, he's, he's pretty cool. He'll, he'll punch your face in and then sing about it. So um, it's, it's kind of neat. He, he's like a war horn and inspires everyone. And I, don't, I, I could go on and on about the game, but anyway, I've just been playing a lot of that. That's a really great game. Uh, we were going to go ahead and continue uh, to do a part two of something we did last episode. Um, and it's called Play This, Not That. I think in the future we may kind of rename that. Uh, we've kind of been bouncing around some ideas. But um, I, as we explained last episode, essentially, we've kind of come up with a list of a lot of kind of mass market games that we probably all played as kids or a lot of, you know, we might have played or heard of these games. And we're trying to just kind of come up with some games that if you want to transition for one of those games into a hobby game, into a more serious strategy game, you know, we're kind of come up with a list to kind of help you with that. So if you played this and you're kind of looking for a next step or you, you know, you've got a friend who says, Hey, I play uh, last time. What was one of the ones we had uh, backgammon, right? I play backgammon. I really like that game, but I'm really looking to get branched into another game. Or you've got, you know, you know, someone who you want to kind of bring to your game group and they already know that game. We kind of threw out some other games that might kind of kind of help you hook that put those people into, into, into the hobby. And so, um, you know, even though, you know, we, we want to make sure that we tell, we kind of include here that we're not calling these, these other games, these mass market games bad. We're simply saying, uh, here's some alternatives. If you want to kind of take it to a next step, next level. Many of us and many of the listeners uh, for podcasts like this already think about this kind of thing, right? So that's why this is fun to, to listen to people talk about it but you already probably think about a lot of this you probably know exactly what we're talking about you know uh, we're looking at those lateral moves or maybe the next step move and uh and this is maybe just hopefully suggestions that you 
you could have also come up with, but oh, I didn't think about that one, you know? So, I mean, it's, yeah. I think we all want to do that, right? We all want to evangelize gaming. And that's, that's kind of this thing is, Oh, I remember we played, you know, whatever, what are we going to say today? We, we played trivial pursuit. Right. And then, yeah. And then we love that. And you're like, really, why in the world you love that? Well, now that you know that that guy loves it, maybe you can pull him into something yeah. that you can stomach because trivial pursuit, most people can't. <laughs> Sorry, well, yeah, Mark. People, my buddy Mark's yeah. listening. He's like, dude, I hate you because that's anyway. That, that's his game. That's so, his yeah, jam, that's man. his jam. So, yeah. Well, um, hey, do you want to go ahead and yeah, uh, let, start me, us off? let me start with Trivial Pursuit just for my buddy Mark. Um, I love you, Mark, and I just don't love Trivial Pursuit, but I know you do. And there's people out there like you who are awesome individuals, I'm sure. Okay. Um, I came up with one suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> one suggestion for Trivial Pursuit that I can really recommend. Remember, this is not just games like it, but games we want to recommend, right? Yeah. And the game that I want to recommend to to uh, kind of laterally move you away from Trivial Pursuit is Wits and Wagers. Um, okay. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, and I and specifically the Family Edition is the one I enjoy more than than just the base. So if you find Wits and Wagers Family, I think I think. I've just enjoyed that one just slightly more, but the idea behind wits and wagers, it's all based on numbers for the most part. So it may say, uh, just go back to my McDonald's French fry example from last week. It may say how many McDonald's French fries fit in a carton, you know, and uh, there's going to be a real answer. They've, they've somehow figured it without whatever that answer is, but we don't know the answer. And so we all write down on our little dry erase board, what we think the answer would be. We put them out in numerical order. They and they know that you know I'm the green player. They know that the green one was my answer. Um, we put them out in in numerical order, one, two, whatever's out there. The one is actually already on the on the table, so you can't ever go lower than one. And then we start placing our bets on who we think um, who we think has the right answer without going over. Almost like a Price is Right, right? You you want to get the yeah. closest without going over, and every time somebody puts a token on your card, you get points and then you get points for also being closest to being right without going over. And that's pretty much it. So it's just a number game. And so if I said, you know, 52 and the answer was, you know, uh, 59, maybe I'm the closest one. And it's just, it's just fun. It's kind of a one, another one of like trivial pursuit, pop knowledge or whatever you know what yeah. to say like pop culture pop culture yeah it's pop culture questions um how many i think the one that i i remember watching uh, on tabletop was how many um indians were at the or native americans i should say were at the original thanksgiving things like that it's always some kind of number yeah. question and it's always something that can be verified so it's pretty cool wits and wagers instead of trivial pursuit yeah that sounds really cool actually i've never played with some wagers so uh maybe that sounds like one i might need to get for some of my family uh, I think I could start playing that with some people. Well, um, man, I, I I think I'll go next, man, because I, I have one that I was actually quite excited about. Scrabble. So that's a game my mom and dad love. And I was, thought it was kind of cool. I got this one. My parents absolutely love Scrabble, and I played it quite a bit growing up. But then I got to thinking, like, what game can you play that's like Scrabble? And I was kind of racking my brain, honestly, for like uh, most of a day. And then I started realizing, okay, well, what I, really, what is Scrabble? It's a tile placement game, and it's a word game. And so I kind of broke it down into those two components, and, and I thought, okay, so uh, what are some of our favorite tile placing games? You've got games like, um, and I'm just going to list off a few. Carcassonne primarily would be the, a good step up. It's, it's fairly easy to get into. 
Um, it's kind of one of your, your gateway games, but um, it kind of opens the door to a whole lot of other tile laying games. From there, you've got things like Isle of Sky, you've got Cacao, uh, maybe Suburbia, a little bit on the meteor end, but you know, it kind of gives you a progression, right? I get into the, the tile laying games and I really, um, and if that's, the, if that's the aspect you like about Scrabble is more of trying to like lay those tiles, come up with a big, you know, figure out the biggest combos or whatnot, there's that. If you really like the word games, uh, have you got any of you guys played Letter Jam? Mm-hmm. I played it once, and I'm I'm gonna get some flack from at least you guys for saying this. It's it shares something in common with Hanabi, so, what? which is that you, your, your words, your you, everyone's got like this little tableau, and uh, and their letters are not, um, you can't see your letters, and so you're going around and you're trying to give each other hints, and you've got one person who's trying to spell spell a word, and essentially you're working as a team. But if you really, if the part of Scrabble that you love is the wordplay, and you know you, you're one of those people like like my dad who who has a rather large vocabulary, he he reads the dictionary for fun, so he can be good at Scrabble, right? Um, you know, uh, if you're that, if you're that, if that's your draw to Scrabble is a wordplay, something like that, where where your knowledge of words would really be a benefit to your team, that's you know that's that's another way to go. So I figured if you like the tile placement, Carcassonne. If you like the wordplay, uh, letter jam. So, so I have another suggestion for the wordplay aspect. Um, okay. Paperback is a game okay. that I considered getting a long time ago. I never did get it, but it it, it has an interesting. It's got card drafting, some deck building. You're trying oh, I think to. I heard of that one. You're trying to uh, uh, like finish and complete words, and then some of the cards that you play have special actions, and based on your points, you get like better letters that are made easier to form words and things. Um, so if you're you're looking for like a card game, which you know most families can usually get into card games fairly easily, and yeah, you know, like word games, then this one would be a really good one. Okay, so paperback that sounds like an excellent recommendation. So if, on the wordplay, yeah, so there's another good recommendation for you. And I, I, I'd heard of that one a long time ago. I'm surprised I didn't think of it, but yeah, so paperback. And um, you know what? I need I need to look into that one because I do remember uh, when it first. I, I now I remember it when it first came out. I I was kind of interested in it. So yeah, definitely. Um, I've got one more on the tile placement okay. side of that. And that's, and that's Corkle. Oh, Corkle's great. Uh, Corkle would be oh, fantastic yeah. Scrabble uh, replacement, actually. The, oh, it would be. The, the basically way I, the basically the way I would describe it is Scrabble without the letters, but with shapes yeah. and colors. And with kind of a, a Sudoku a, kind of um, element to it without numbers, basically, you know. I'm yeah. embarrassed I didn't think of it because it's one of my daughter's favorite games. Well, that's why we do Maybe this. Is, just, that's why yeah. we do four of us here. We, we that's, like, that's why we do a yeah, group. we compliment each other yeah. on that. <laughs> if you like uh, Scrabble, you know, there's 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 a few more games for you. Well, how about yourself, Chuck? Uh, okay, so I'll just go down. My first one was Clue. Um, the obvious upgrade to that was Deception, Murder, in Hong Kong for me. If you like the... Um, like figuring out and deduction style part of Clue. Um, and then like if you are more into the movement aspect, uh, I thought Whitehall Mystery would be pretty good. Uh, it it, oh, it also man. has a deduction aspect, mm. but you're you're more moving around a map similar to what Clue would be. Uh, and, and Whitehall, they're both fairly easy. I think Whitehall may be more family friendly probably out of the two. I, I, I don't know. I haven't actually played Deception. Y'all have... Um, so maybe so, just, so just to 
let everybody know what these games are. Deception Murder in Hong Kong is going to be more of your party style game. One True. of you is the murderer at the table. Um, and then if the party's big enough, you might have an accomplice. And, and so everybody else, the detective, they're trying to figure out who you are, kind of like werewolf or mafia kind of kind of style. Um, but what makes this one unique, I think the reason why we, we always push it is it doesn't usually come down to how well you lie in this game. So, yeah, and I think we suggested it for another game in the last episode. Um, that was one of Gary's games. Yeah, suggested it anytime we can. I think that's fine, though. I mean, if the game works for two two things, right? Two, uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And what would you say the second one was? Uh, the White Hall Mystery. I thought it would be pretty White Hall Mystery. Tell us about that game. What is? What are we doing? Uh, well, that's where you have a person controlling Mr. Jack, um, as in Jack the Ripper. Uh, and you are you have three investigators trying to find Mr. Jack, and so you're moving around, um, and, and you have someone with a secret board that's moving Jack around, and then you have the others trying to f- figure out where he is uh, by either searching for clues or calling out specifically where they think he is. Um, and so it is very much a deduction-style game. Um, the movement is very fun. I, I would actually say this is probably a little closer to Clue, in my opinion. Um, and a fantastic intro to um, hidden movement games yeah. like that might open the whole avenue to a whole genre of hidden movement, which is awesome. That's an awesome genre. Anytime we can get people hooked into <laughs> that. Uh, well, how about yourself, uh, Proper Brian? I'll start with uh, I had apples to apples on my list, and so I'll I'll go I'll go there first. So with apples to apples, I the first game that I thought of was Dixit. Um, it seems like a a good uh, step in you know, more the hobby direction than, than apples. I'd agree with that. Um, you still have, I agree. You still have one person making a decision, you know, based on, but I mean, obviously that it's based on art and stuff like that. And, uh, but in my opinion, a lot more fun, um, than apples to apples. Um, so Dixit was my first one. I know we missed mentioned it last week. I think we mentioned it last week for another game, but, and actually the, my next pick was when we mentioned last week too, and that's wavelength. Uh, the reason I, so, when I thought about apples to apples, I thought about large group of people gathering around a table for, you know, for fun and, and not necessarily being too intense, you know, with, with what's happening in wavelength that fit, I think fits right into that. We talked about it last week, but this game has a really cool uh, component in it. It's got this dial you have two sides of the dial you have two teams on your turn, on your team's turn. You have one person that's giving a clue. The clue can be something like, let me think. Well, you got um, you got two you got two opposing ideas on on right. the left and right side of the dial. Right. So it could be something like, like hot, cold, right? hot and cold, or yeah, something that's right. something that's yeah, there you go. You know, diametrically opposed. Yeah, so let's go with hot and cold. So you draw the card. It says hot and cold. You you spin the dial like secretly. You don't know where it's going to land. And then the person giving the clue looks to where see where the dial landed, and on the dial, there's a, a grouping of points and they're trying to give a clue that's going to get people to guess in between hot and cold, you know, where, where those points lie. It's a lot of fun that people get to interact with this dial while they're, you know, debating and, and trying to figure out where, uh, where you want them to guess anyway. So um, it's a great, really great party style game. Um, I think would be a great step from apples to apples yeah, i haven't played wavelength yet but it's y'all are making me want to yeah me too i know yeah I, every time we've talked about it, i really want to play the game yeah it's a great game it's really good for large groups and it's kind of hard to find games that are really good for large groups apples to apples was a good you know is a great game for large groups and so it's also wavelength kind of one of those is, games where um you bring sure. this thing out 
and people are like, that looks interesting. You know, usually you break out your box and you start, they see things going out across the table and you look at, you see that look of dread in their eyes. Like, what did you get me into? And they see all the little chits yeah. and you get your rule book out and they're like, I don't want to do this. In Wavelink, you pull out this, like, looks like it could be, again, on the price is right, right? Like this dial that comes out and you're like, look at right. this thing. And they're like, what is that? That looks cool. <laughs> Well, hey, Shuck, so what, uh, what's your second game? Uh, what, what was the second one we gave you? Uh, I got Domino's. <gasps> um, oh, oh, oh. So. Opinions. Uh, there's the, the one Domino game that's kind of like a trick-taking game. I didn't really. What is that called? Is it 52 or no? 21. The what? 21. Okay. Uh, it's, it's actually right? fairly. I, I'm I about thinking of the card right. game 21. I don't know. I've only hey, played we're gonna it. Go with it. I forget. I've only played the game once. Uh, it's a fairly complicated trick-taking game, so I it's not something that's super common. So I didn't really find something for that. Uh, dominoes, otherwise, like you think of something like Mexican Train or Chicken Foot, where you're matching sides of the dominoes. This is what most yeah. people think of. Uh, I hate that it kind of has the same name, basically. But the easiest comparison for me is King Domino. I, I think. It's a good step yeah. into some modern board games with a very, very simple concept that families could pick up very easily. It, the price point's really good. It's very easy to find. Uh, and it has that same concept. You're, you're matching sides of the board to build your kingdom. Uh, it's a play on words with kingdom and domino. And you're trying to match same um, like fields and forests and different terrain to build your kingdom. And if you have crowns, you get points for the number of uh, different tiles within that kingdom so it's it, it's really easy there's another version that's a little more complicated called queen domino uh i still think king domino would be the best upgrade if you're going from dominoes to something else um and then the second one we've already mentioned today i think is an obvious tile placement uh, upgrade is always carcassonne i'm i'm just yeah. anytime it's tile placement that's kind of where my my go-to is yeah. like i think carcassonne is just it's a it's yeah. a standard in the industry and i mean it, it's easy or as complicated as you want to make it depending on how many expansions you add and making a, a, a town a city i guess they both kind of make kingdoms really if you're thinking about it but uh yeah uh, i mean either one of those i think would be really good can't go wrong with either one of those i've played king domino with adults and children it's a hit with everyone really i mean if if the you know if, if that's what obviously if you look for something heavier it may not be a hit but like everyone i've played it with has enjoyed it you know, just kind of preface it with this is a pretty light game. It lasts what fifteen minutes, twenty minutes tops. I mean, and, and that's the other good know. thing is is if somebody doesn't like it, it's short. Yeah, uh, I mean, and, you barely have enough time to make up your mind about it by the time it's over, right? Uh, it, it was a a couple years ago in our Chinese Christmas gifts. It was my uh, my secret present that I had given out to family. So, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> no, that's that's a uh, yeah that. That's definitely a good one. Um, wow, man, and that is, I, I wouldn't even have thought about that initially, but um, yeah, it, it, it does perfectly. It matches that kind of the sets like you would with, with say, Mexican train or whatnot. That's, that's a good good one to jump into. My number two was, uh, was Mastermind. And so yet again, I, I realized a lot of these games we played when we were younger maybe or, or, or that are just kind of just mass market games, a lot of them have deal with um, deduction, uh, hidden information, things of that nature. And so I've never actually played Mastermind, but I went and looked it up and it looks like it's a two-player game. Have any of you guys played it? Yes. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed Mastermind. Well, tell, me, tell me if I'm wrong, but from what I understand, there's one player who has kind of like a board that's got some pegs in it, I believe, and they're kind of creating like a pattern. And the other person has to ask questions and try to guess the order of the pegs, correct? Something along those lines? Yeah. Well, I think for, you know, when you got, you talk about hidden information and, uh, and the clue giving and whatnot, I know we mentioned this uh, last time, but man, it's so good for so many things. Codenames is, was my thought. And if mm. you want to stick with a two-player version, you, uh, Prophet Brian, have talked about Codenames Duet. Duet. So I think you've got, the thing about Codenames is you've got a flavor for pretty much, I think they've got the Marvel Codenames now they've had out for a while. I'm sure they have some other flavors, but essentially you've got Codenames, Codenames Pictures, Codenames Duet, Codenames Marvel, whatever else they've concocted up. But essentially, you know, you've got one player or one team um, laying out some cards and then giving hints about those cards. Um, and so they've got like kind of a master pattern, kind of, you know, that they're trying to get um, their team to, to pick these certain cards. But if they give the, the wrong hint, the team picks up the other team's cards or picks up on this and, and, you know, and code names uh, picks up the, um, what is it? The secret agent or, or the, uh, the trader, essentially uh, they end the game. And so, you know, you got to be careful with what the hints you give, but it's got a lot of that same element of deduction, hidden information and whatnot. And then the other thought was, um, if you like a larger group game, Codenames works really well, but if, if what, you, what you love about Mastermind is really that, that deduction um, to add a whole other level where you can kind of bluff and whatnot, you could go to Coup, which I know we suggest Coup for a lot of things, but man, Coup is just so good. It does what it does so well. And I've had a lot of luck with people that aren't really your core gamer group, but man, they, they like coup, right? And they'll go out and want to buy that after after we play. So those are my recommendations for if you like Mastermind, I would say one of the code names games or coup. That's good. Does anyone else? I mean, I mean, do you, you guys have any that have played it? Would you have any other suggestions? I might go the hidden movement route, maybe. Okay. So like Scotland Yard that. or Whitehall Mystery, like Chuck mentioned earlier. Something like that might be a good direction to go with it too. Okay, well then that's that's a really good idea. Um, well, how, how about your how about your next one, uh, Proper Brian? Um, I'll go with uh, so I've got uh, this is kind of a several in one. This is Skip Bo Uno and Phase Ten. Similar, I mean, they're obviously they're different card games, but it's you know they all kind of group together nicely. They all have cards with colors, yeah. numbers, <laughs> and colors on them. Yeah. So my first recommendation, speaking of cards with colors. I think um, I know what it is. Oh yeah, you do. Uh, so red seven. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah, is a nice. would, would be a, a perfect uh, step up from any of those. Um, um, in in red seven, man, it's been so long since I've played it. But so you, when you say step up, you don't mean it's not. I wouldn't say step up in complexity. I'd say it's a lateral move in complexity. Step up in enjoyment. Yes. Okay, like, you, know, say, you know, I think I think some of your decisions are more interesting in it. Yeah, than, than in exactly. Uh, yeah, so but I wouldn't say it's more way. complicated. I would say it's no. it's very simple. So yeah, very very simple. Uh, so basically, you're dealt a bunch of cards, and they're all colors and numbers. And uh, there's a palette out in the middle that um, tells you kind of like, here's what you're trying to match. Here's here's the kind of cards you're trying to play. And it also gives, gives a rule. Yeah, a rule. A win condition the for game. the rule. Yep. Um, and you're all playing towards that, but that can change throughout the game also. So much like, you know, skip and whatnot, you can kind of yeah. change. 
change certain elements of the game. So that, that yeah. that's actually really good kind of progression. Well, well, the rules the rule states what you have to do to not. So so basically, at the end of your ah, yeah. turn, you have to win. You you have to be winning at the end of every turn. So if you don't win, you know. So right now, the rule is whoever has the highest card. If I don't have the highest card laid out in front of me, kind of like a like a rummy cup kind of situation or whatever, where you get your mm-hmm. cards kind of laid out, or even like phase ten where you have your cards laid out in front of you. If I don't have the highest card at the table in front of me, and the rule is high card wins, and my turn is over, I lose, and I'm out of the rest of the game, which is a short game. So even though it's elimination, yeah. you're yeah, out five like minutes. Ten, yeah, that's yeah, five yeah. or ten minutes. It's quick. Do you have anything else for Uno Skipbo? Uh, yeah. Um. I, I want to mention no looky no peaky, and that's kind of a, uh, we a self mention oh, a self yeah. no looky no peaky. No, Drafty I think cards. that's great. No, yeah, no looky no peaky is a fantastic card. Again, cards with numbers, right? Yep, right. So it's uh, actually a game that uh, our just just Brian co-created with. Was it your who, uh, who, who your granddad? It was your granddad. Uh, grand, yeah, it's my grandfather's game. Kind of revitalized. Uh, and I yeah, and, and Shuck and I did a lot of work on it um, just to try to update it for modern gaming. So you can get copies at Drive Through Cards. You can go to our website, look up the rules, and play with a regular deck of cards the way I played when I grew up. Um, but yeah, so d- definitely no looky no peaky. It's kind of like if you're familiar with golf or, or Polish poker, it's in that vein. But it's it's a it's more of a gamer's game than yep. those. So game and i feel like a nice little gem i feel like i'd be remiss if i didn't mention hanabi is a is a good alternative to uno uh, phase 10 so i i mean i know that uh, throw down (laughs) no no no, keep going i think it is it's an excellent game for certain groups i didn't mean to interrupt you so you go on and talk about trash i mean hanabi yeah yeah trash hanabi no so um it's just it's another great you know hand type card game uh i, I said great um subjective yeah it's very subjective um, you've had a really you've had a lot of great experiences with Anabi. i have i have had good <laughs> experiences with Anabi. Sure. Uh, so yeah uh, in the game I'm, I'm the, I'm the you are the you are trying to as a group it's a cooperative game you're trying to, as a group to play uh cards in sequence numbers uh one through ten or one through five one through five of four different colors and um and you're trying to play them in sequence the trick is you can't see your own cards and so you have to rely on other people giving you hints about your cards to to kind of figure out what they are and then uh you know hopefully play correctly so it really is group dependent you can play this game call it seriously i guess what i mean by that is you can play it to the strictest letter of the of the law that you want to uh typically when i play it it's we play it uh, where it's just fun and uh, we get some laughs out of it so anyway oh okay so what what about uh what about your next game my next Um, game yeah my next game uh this one was fun this one was really fun Uh, i got a i got a two thing game it's the old um uh what do we have uh don't break the ice and cootie bugs which are completely not the same game like mechanically these are like but i understand why we grouped them we grouped them i guess for the sake of um the children's games it may be more activities than games is that if that's fair and kind of an age group. So I went by all of those criteria, okay? Activities, okay. age group, and um, and then I try to, if there, if you really have to get some icebreaker 
or don't break the isage in, then I do have a, a good one. I'll start with that one. So uh, you got a kid, you're tired of don't break the ice. You can still pick this one up on Amazon, maybe elsewhere. It's called Click Clack Lumberjack. Oh, yeah. And it's basically Don't Break the Ice Part 2. Yeah. It's, I, I'm not going to say I'm not gonna say this is going to change your trajectory into hobby gaming. It's just more more toys in the house is really what we're doing here. But it's, it's slightly, uh, I would say, more takes a little bit more dexterity maybe than the activity of Don't Break the Ice, which is basically you take all the turns and smash this thing to pieces because and I'll put it back together in five minutes. That's basically all you're doing with Don't Break the Ice. Click Clack Lumberjack is a toy that has kind of like your Jenga tower. You're trying to, with an axe, a toy axe, hack at it and remove the bark without actually destroying the tree. So it takes a little bit more skill, a little more finesse, but at the end of the day, you're still destroying a toy and putting it back together for your children. So that's kind of a cool alternative. What I want to get into next, though, is what do I do with my kids? Um, because I don't, I have cootie bugs. I have don't break the ice. I hate these games, not because they're bad games, but because it's usually me putting this stuff together for them while they destroy it. So instead, instead a better activity in my opinion, and, um, you have to be careful with the age group here, but we just did it the other night. We did it with my nine-year-old, my seven-year-old, my five-year-old and my two-year-old. We did all of us hearts of attraction on the table. All right. Oh, I got excited. And again. yeah. And so my daughter, my two year old, now here's the thing though. These are magnets and they're like powerful lodestones. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is this, this disclaimer here. Um, they don't need to eat these. Um, it could, I mean, seriously though, <laughs> yes. like me and the kids are like, we lost one and we're like, we don't go to bed. You're grounded until we find it because we can't have our, our two year old pick this up and put it in her mouth. It, I mean, it could kill her. So, so there's the disclaimer. Uh, keep yeah. up with them. Don't let your babies put them in their mouths. They're fairly large, so I, I wouldn't say maybe they're not choking hands. But anyway, regardless, the two-year-old is just one, two, three. She throws it across the room. Who knows what happens? Happens. She's having a blast. She's laughing, and we all just say, "Ah, oh, she's a baby. Let's just play the game." And we're basically playing a magnet game across the table. I left at some point, and then it ended up being just fun with magnets after that. And um, for an activity, for a game, for something in your collection, uh, do this instead of cootie bugs and don't break the ice. I totally agree Hearts with that. Attraction is awesome. Yeah. Um, I do have one really other. If you want to go next steps, um, not necessarily for that two-year-old, three-year-old, but maybe four-year-old and up, um, ice cool would be my next activity slash game uh, yep. that, that brings them past the what's the next steps after – don't break the ice and cootie bugs, man. You could be three and thump around a penguin in ice cool. And you don't even have to, again, it's one of those games there. It's fun to play. Even if you don't play by the rules, even if the kid doesn't understand what they're doing, um, it's still fun for you to interact with that kid in that, in that activity. Um, so those are it for me. Cootie All bugs, right. ice cool. Well, Shuck, what's, what's your last game on the list? So I have Candyland slash shoots and ladders. And uh, just Brian just stepped on my toes here a little because ice cool was going to be my options here. Right? (laughs) It's a good game. It can fit for both multiple ones. I think it, I think it works because uh, I mean, really on both of those, you're just trying to get around a board. You're just, you're, you're picking up, you know, random. uh, I I haven't played shoots and ladders in a while, but I mean, on Candyland for in particular, you're, you're trying to get the cards or in the newer versions, I guess it's a die um or a spinner uh, i've seen different versions and you're just going around the track based on whatever you get it's it's very random uh shoots and ladders can be annoying because you'll get there and then you've got to go down the ladder and then it's 
Um, so I thought iSchool would be a good one because uh, again, you're, you're doing something with kids and kids like to thump the little penguin around and it, it, it's something fun to do, but you're also still trying to get around like a little school. You're going around in circles and you're trying to collect the little fish through the doorways before you get, a, you know, caught by the hall monitor. And I just, I think it's, it's a, it's still pretty random in the, the scoring aspect because uh, once you get a, a fish, you, you get like a random card and it could be anything. I think it's from like one to three points. And so, yeah. I mean, it, it's still a little random in that, but it's more fun. Like you're actually doing something as opposed to just drawing a card and going to wherever it tells you to go. You know, if you get the the second one and the first one, you put them together. You can. They have a uh, rules for a racing style game. Uh, and oh. by that he means ice school oh. two, ice school which, one, and ice school two. Yeah, you put yeah. them together, and there's a variant where you basically start at one end and you race to the other end. That's awesome. I want to see this. Yeah, yeah. No, we're doing this. Um, it's going to be our next uh, pub meeple getaway. Um, and, uh, so I'm speaking of racing it. again, we're, we're talking about racing cause you're trying to like get to the end of the board as quickly as possible. Uh, a game that we were just talking about, uh, here off, off the podcast. Um, I just got the expansion, the newest one wild ride for downforce, I think is great. Ooh, My six year old who started playing this game when he was five can play this game. It's not that complicated. You might have to hold his hand a little bit, but if he not can much. figure it out, I, I think that your kids can figure it out too. Yeah. He enjoys it. He loves it. He asks for it constantly. Every time we go to a family get get together, he always wants to play this game. Downforce is an excellent family game. You race around a track with some race cars. You get to you get to decide the outcome based on the car choices that you pick. Uh, and, and it has a color order and a number, so you can say, "Well, I want this color to go further," and then you're betting on the ones that you're you're trying to get to win. But if you're losing, you can still bet on the one that's winning anyway, uh, and then you may still end up coming out ahead it. entirely. So it's it's a very very enjoyable game, and I and I like this one a lot. I've I've gotten all the boards. There's six racetracks now. Uh, so they're just going to keep coming out with more, I'm sure. Definitely, definitely a downforce. You got to love a good upgrade, game, I think. That hits for multiple groups because, I mean, I loved it, you know, and I'm, I'm a gamer and I thought, that, thought it was great. Um, that's kind of um, almost infinitely expandable like that. So we've got six boards. Who knows how many more they come out with? But, you know, you have a lot of content to play that game for years and years at this point. And it's not a, I don't believe it's a very pricey gaming comparatively. To, to some of the games you could buy it's not too bad is it now i looked at it just while we were talking about it earlier and it was 35 bucks so I mean, it's, it's not bad you know i mean um buy that and then if your family really loves it i'm sure the maps aren't too you know aren't too bad uh man that, that's really a great uh, uh anytime you can get down force in a list i think that's a good <laughs> hey there's a little bit of a win so my game number three is uh is sorry and I remember, sorry, as a kid, I used to love Planet. The, the edition we had, um, I understand, as I understand it now, I think the, the versions that are that are being put out now have cards to determine movement. But I remember, um, did any of you guys play with the version that had the little, the bubble? You pop the, the bubble trouble? and it would pop up. Oh, that's yeah. trouble. Okay, I'm, yeah, okay. it's the same like, thing. I was thinking the wrong thing. They're, they're basically the same game, right? I mean, yeah, same yeah. kind of a race around a board. So obviously there's also Wahoo and Aggravation. They all kind yeah, of do I mean, exactly the they're same. They're all kind thing. of they're in that same vein. Um, yeah, I was getting sorry, uh, confused with trouble, but um, essentially it's a race around a board. Um, kind of, they're all kind of a, a spinoff of the, the Pachisi, right? Or Pachisi. Um, and yes, so Pachisi, which is a game of skill as well as chance. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and so. 
I got to thinking, well, what's you're rolling, you're moving around, <laughs> and uh, and, you, you, and there's a little bit of a race element. So, uh, hey, we've already talked about some race games. Uh, I'll throw out um, Rallyman GT and Formula Day, and now Monza. We mentioned Monza earlier, so um, you know th- those would be good games. Um, kind of a nice little jump. You're, you're still racing around a board, but now you've got more decisions to make. In Rallyman GT, it's um, which dice to roll and kind of plot out your course. And then do you roll them all and kind of go flat out and go for broke? Or do you roll them one at a time and potentially use some some points you've built up to buy the the, the more dangerous ones that, that might actually give you a hazard symbol, right? Um, our Formula Day can be, you can play the lighter version. And then you if, when you really get into it, then you can add the, the more complex game, right? And so both of those, that I think Formula Day is great and add it. It allows you to kind of tailor the game to the group, right? But also I was thinking of Flamme Rouge. So you're using card play to determine, uh, you know, uh, how far you go. It's, it's essentially, it's a bike, it's a bike ride racing game. It's a, uh, you're, you play, you play a French, uh, by bi- a French bicycle team. And, um, man, it, I was, I've always had fun with it. It's, it's not super light, but it's not, I wouldn't call it heavy, a medium weight either. It's somewhere in between light and medium weight. Yeah. About seven year old families get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you get past the, the, um, I mean, it's one of those where once you, the, the base rules are pretty easy, but there is some, um, there's some granularity there. Like you, there's some things like you, a little more advanced rules. Like you can draft behind other racers, play a lesser card that costs you less. Um, that, that's easier for you to give up. But then I, I sneak in behind Brian and, and coast for a space or two, right. Um, kind of coast off of him. There's, there's those things that you're, Younger players might not get so there's there's uh but it's still good for for I think both um children and adults and then a game that I've never played but I know uh, Shuck speaks very highly of as far as the racing games Jamaica I read up on it I was looking into it uh, would you say um, Jamaica would be a good step up if you're sorry trouble whatever I I uh, think that player? would be an excellent replacement because of the take that element to it uh, okay because uh, sorry when you land on somebody that go back home right. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Yeah, I know you do in Wahoo. That was the whole thing. Is you land on them, you send them back. Yeah, sorry. And so yeah. in in Jamaica, you can attack other players' ships and you can steal their stuff. So it's that that would probably be a really uh, good okay. linear, um, as linear as you could get probably in the modern game. The card play in Jamaica too is really simple. Yes. It like it, right. the, there's very few actions. You play a card, you do it. Uh, my kids play it. Like it's yeah, really good. I think it's I think it's okay. your best one. That's great. So proper Brian, uh, what, what, what's your last game on the list? Uh, my last game is going to be Yahtzee, which was an interesting one for me. Yahtzee is a game that I grew up playing a lot. And I think that there's some pretty obvious choices out there uh, to uh, kind of take a next step. Any game that wants like a really light version of itself, like there's all kinds of games that come out with a you know, Istanbul, the dice game, anything that does that you could do. I mean, it's like most of the dice games out there that you, you could uh, step into and play, but uh, the games that are more of a direct Yahtzee successor, I think of, you know, is something that's going to be a roll and write kind of like Quinto. We talk about Quinto a lot. It's one of my favorite roll and writes. Um, it has a lot of uh, interesting decisions in it and you get to interact on everyone's turn, not just your own. I do want to say I love the Yahtzee uh, mechanism. I think it provides a lot of interesting decisions on its own, um, just in uh, kind of playing the odds and trying to uh, make uh, decisions based on that. Um, and so a game that uses that, that also uh, adds in monsters, is uh, 
uh, King of Tokyo, right? I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's a very obvious suggestion, but it's, I think it's a really good one too. So if you've ever wanted to slap someone while you're playing Yahtzee, <laughs> King of Tokyo lets you do it with the claw hand. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Not physically. We don't advocate well, violence. I mean, we could we unless could, like, somebody help like brings out drinking hobby. game, like you know, King of Tokyo, the drinking game. Like, you, yeah, you slap someone every time you're rolling. We were at but one point. At one point, we were gonna come up with a King of Tokyo pub meeple monster. Oh yeah, we should still do that. Where it's yeah, basically a giant to. meeple mug guy fighting the other monsters, and um, and then we, I think where we got stuck because it's it's one thing to make a standee and roll dice, but it's another thing to like make power up cards. Like hey, you gotta have yeah. power up cards to go with your monster. Well, you and they were all gonna be hold my beer. Yeah, they're yeah they're gonna all be like <laughs> like that. Like yeah, hold my beer or like uh, last call or things like that. That were all about like you know you get a you get a taxi ride home, so you can leave <laughs> the city whenever you can leave Tokyo whenever you want with your taxi. You know. And yeah. like that. <laughs> so, so now that we've now that we've hijacked your entry of, of uh sorry sorry of King of Tokyo, no it's it, no uh, <laughs> uh king of tokyo is a great game and, and it's fun and, and it inspires lots of laughter around the table right i mean we play with our kids but we play it with each other and we'd have fun right we, well all right well uh just brian you want to kind of round us out finish this up what is uh sure oh it's a big one it's risk oh man and, oh yeah you know, you might the think best for this... last but you might think this is easy. Now, here's here's my thoughts on Risk. Okay, you're a war gamer, or you you love war games, and your friend wants to play Risk. You don't need my suggestions. You really don't. I mean, you have already have in your mind what your friend wants to play, and whether that's um, an Axis and Allies game or something else. Um, if it's a block warfare game like what we talked about last week with um, Julius Caesar or Quebec 1759, whatever, you've already got that in mind. So what? So instead of suggesting my favorite area control war games, because we can go down that path. What I want to do instead is recommend what we what has been successful with us, who who's, people have said, I play Risk when I was a kid. I liked it a lot. But I know that they're not ready for the heavy war games, or I know they're not ready for Shogun or, or, or you know, Inish or whatever. So we're going we're gonna to roll it back, and it's going to feel somewhat disappointing. Um, to you, but I think it's the right suggestion. Number one, Carcassonne. I think uh, when we're talking about area control, we're talking about um, teaching somebody modern board game mechanics, like placing a worker, that kind of thing. We want to bring them to the hobby. I think those those old risk players will love Carcassonne uh, for that reason. And I know we talked about it a few times already, but I think it's just worked for us. It's kind of a it's kind of an evergreen, right? Again. You, there can be some fights, there can be some things, but you're claiming areas, you're, you're, you're scoring points for areas, and it doesn't kind of have the runaway that Risk has, and it has a timer that Risk doesn't have, you know, so. I'll bring in the, uh, was it the tower expansion, if you want a little sure. bit of fighting. There's plenty of expansions that can kind of tailor that game, just like there's plenty of Risk games, right, for, for whatever flavor you want. Um, the other one, though, that I think... Um, you know, I have a few others on my list, but I think the other one that I think would be a great modern board game, and they're going to come out with a new version soon, is Small World. Yes. Um, if you want to yes. do area control and still feel like you got teams fighting teams, I've introduced people who don't play games of Small World, and they got it. They liked it. It's just a fun, quirky game. It's a fun game. Yeah. Very simple to pick up if you just, just get some certain basics out of the way early on. The rest is, the rest is real, you know, kind of silly and fun. 
And so those are kind of my main two suggestions without getting into we we could obviously suggest so many games for air control warfare that uh, are games we love but i really feel like that's the better recommendations for bringing in the newbies can i throw out one that is just another version of risk actually so so, so if someone enjoys risk and you want to play something a little bit more uh, complex with them uh, it, it would be really easy to suggest uh, Risk Europe to them. Right, right. The game has a lot more strategic decision making in it. You're going after you're you're trying to control certain points on the map, not just control the whole map. Um, so you're uh, you have different types of units that you're using. It, it's just a much it's a more advanced version of Risk. But it would be something that if someone likes Risk and is like, hey, I want to play Risk, I want to play Risk, and you're like, that's great, let's play Risk Europe. You know, be a a really good uh, step up and to offer some more strategic decision making. Yeah. What about like Lord of the Rings risk? I heard that's good, right? So for risk versions, like if we want to go down the, like what are the good risk games? I would say, yeah, Lord of the Rings is great because it has a timer on it. That's yeah. why it's fun and it's thematic, but that's the best part. But that's um, the best part is risk. it's got a timer, but my childhood game of risk went four hours, man. You know, proper Brian, you have, you have some experience with risk legacy. Um, that was going to be another one. That would be for someone who plays Risk a lot, like that wants to play Risk a lot. And so Risk Legacy, uh, the legacy system is, you know, simply the game remembers what happens from game to game. Uh, So in Risk Legacy, you play the first game and then at the end of that game, you name some cities and you unlock some things and you change some cards and you play a series of these games and the map changes. And so by the end of this series of games, I think it's 12 games, uh, you get a completely unique map to, you know, your your group's play of it. And you've gotten a lot more in-depth out of it, you know, um, because you have this kind of story that you've told. Um, these big events happen throughout the game throughout the games, I guess, um, as, as you do things. Um, it's a, and it, and it has, uh, it's not just regular risk. The very first game plays just like regular risk and then it adds a little bit to it. And so that's another, another way that it, it is a good step up into more complex games is the more, as you play it, it gets more and more complex. I do want to throw out one more and, and we're going to be, I'm going to be super brief on this, but I realize that my suggestions lack one aspect that risk has and it's the dice rolling and, and um, that might be important to some people. They might want that tension of the dice roll. And uh, so I'm going to talk about one that we've talked about before, super brief and that's Shogun. And it's specifically Ooh, yeah. because, I mean, again, it is a war game. It's slightly more complicated, um, but it might, it might scratch that itch. If you need that, that tension of troop movement, and rolling dice this has a cube tower you drop them it's super fast and the game also has a timer so um, that's one that i would recommend to pick up and buy while some of these others i'll say you need to try them first if you if you are a war gamer and and you want to get you know something in the hobby that's a little bit different than your your standard fare i think shogun is uh is a good one uh well guys man um i think we had some good suggestions uh, we talked about some really great games tonight. Um, definitely, I think this is a topic. Uh, you know, if if this is something, if you if you're listening to this and you have some suggestions for games we might cover um, or genres we might cover in the future, uh, definitely send us an email at uh, pubmeeple@gmail.com. Kind of give us a little bit of feedback and just let us know um, if this is the kind of content you guys would like to to keep kind of hearing. 
um, we really enjoyed this kind of conversation. So this is something we plan to revisit, but uh, if you have any suggestions for other ways or other, other ways we might tackle a conversation like this, um, yeah, or other, other topics, please do let us know. Um, guys, man, I always enjoy uh, visiting with you guys, talking about games, uh, you know, it's a little different. I, I didn't have my normal brew tonight, but now I'll tell you what, I see why I see why you like the tea. It's uh, uh, mm-hmm. proper, Brian. It's it's good for the podcasting. Uh, I guess we'll we'll see you guys next time. And um, yeah, until next time. Thanks for listening to the Bub Meeple podcast. If you enjoyed our content, like and subscribe. Share with your friends. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at bubmeeple.com. Our website www.bubmeeple.com. Home to the board game ranking engine. And always remember, support your local brewers. Just Brian, I I found our uh, our cards that we were that we were coming up with for our pub meeple king of Tokyo. Oh, is that what you're doing? <laughs> I was I'm sitting here laughing on the side over here for some of these names. Uh, closing time was one of my favorites. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but when, you can't stay here. When, when when discarded, all players must either discard a permanent or lose two HP. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we had, like and uh, we have we have solo cup. That was uh, another name. That I was... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, so the names are better than some of the powers. Right, so we right. Got, yeah, we, got, we, got, uh, we got we got bloody good bar fight. Uh, <laughs> uh, friend, friends in low places. <laughs> 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 These, oh man, we need to we need to pick this back up. Yeah, yeah we, we need to finish that off. <laughs>